against evil, winning, not now. I'll join you to sing, though. <laughs> hey, you guys, go down. <laughs> Bring your offerings later. But make sure you put it in the pastor's hand. <laughs> Is this for the building? <laughs> but if you have a building offering, please, uh, we have uh, the boxes back there. Put it. We have no pressure on receiving money here uh, because we know God provides. God is always provided for our church, and we're so grateful. We know God is going to do it. But we encourage you to give. That's how we get blessed from, by the Lord. Winning the war against evil. Father, give us wisdom and understanding in your word so that we can live the life that you've called us to live. Thank you, Jesus, because your word says to us it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Thank you, Father, because we have eyes that can see, we have ears that can hear, and our hearts can understand the words of the kingdom. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Christianity is such a beautiful thing. I mean, if you're not part of it, you're missing out a lot. This is fun for me. I really enjoy being a believer. You know, in college, a friend, uh, I, I, I call him a friend, but he thought he was my enemy. He accused me one day. He said, I don't understand this. What kind of a person are you? To you, to have fun means to go to church. That's terrible, he said. I said, you haven't tasted yet. <laughs> he was going to fight. He was very angry with me at this point. But Christianity is fun. But it was not always so for me. There was a time when it was very difficult. I did everything, ran from place to place, you know, just trying to get peace. And I have that confidence that... God is there for me, and I have nothing to worry about. God did help me. And uh, today, by His grace, there is that confidence and the knowledge of His Word as it grows. God is doing this thing. And that's what I believe the Lord wants me to share with you as my brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all growing together, we are all in this together. And we all want to grow together. I'm first a believer before you are a pastor. Amen. So that's so important. We are in a war. If you're saying, what war? <laughs> that means you're already in trouble. <laughs> because you don't know that you are in a war. Every believer, once, once you're born again, you are introduced into this war. And the war is twofold. The war is really for you to maintain righteousness, right standing before God. Because if you can maintain right standing before God, you got to meet. You got to meet. All you need is righteousness. That's man's greatest need. We have no other need but righteousness before God. This has been from the time Adam fell. To be able to stand in God's presence and have fellowship with him. Adam was driven away from that. 
And I believe Adam longed for the time and probably thought back to the days when he was in that garden. Every need met. No fear. Imagine the torture after he was driven. Wanting to go back. I mean, God, you remember the story. God placed an angel and a sword. You can't get back here. But that's what God has brought to us. And today the war is to maintain, after you have obtained that righteousness from God, to maintain that right standing with God so that everything in your life falls in place. Everything. Sometimes the scriptures speak to us as if these things are so lofty. How can we ever attain to them? Does God expect this to really happen to us in this present life? You've wondered about it. I have wondered about it. But you know, God means every word he says. We just have to come to the place where we believe it enough to act on it and receive it. That's all is needed. We make these things too difficult. We attach other things to it. And we're struggling so hard to obtain it. When God is saying, yeah, have it. So the war is to stay right before God. And what the enemy is trying to do with everything that's happening in your life. Is to prevent you or make you doubt. Your place with God. That's why Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. So we're dealing as a Christian, what you're dealing with, all you will deal with in life, Everything that's happening to you, if it's contrary to the word of God, guess what you're dealing with? You're dealing with the tricks of the devil. I used to call sickness for, and I still call them, false symptoms. Because the Bible says, by his stripes, I was healed. And if God said I was healed, I am healed. And if I'm healed... And I got symptoms. The symptoms cannot be right. They are false symptoms. The symptoms are there. I feel them. But they are not right symptoms. Because everything must agree with the word of God. And until you agree with the word of God. Nothing falls in place. You will be experiencing only things in the natural. And the real. But you can experience things in the supernatural. Bring them into the natural. And they are real as well so the key is to stand righteous before God and these are two things two things first battle is battle against circumstances you have no control over I remember my son was born uh, Tojo the youngest one and they said to us he has a liver disease He's not going to live long. However, they said probably 16 at the most or so. That's if we can get him well. They said he's going to be mentally retarded. So now you need to look for support groups 
that will help you with your problem. They said your life is going to be changed from now on. That's a circumstance you got no control. You didn't beg for it. I went to sleep feeling fine. I got a new son. I had a new son. And then the next day they're telling me another story. What? You want to question God. How is this going to work? But I told my sister-in-law then, I said, this problem is going nowhere. She said, how do you know? I said, I dealt with it uh, 1970, no, excuse me, 1986 while I was in Georgia. I was already dealing with this problem. She says, huh? I said, yeah. Because I said, no child can be born in my home that's blessed of God that's going to come out blind. Oh, his liver doesn't work. You can call people in Georgia. They were there when they heard me say that in, ch- in class when I was teaching Sunday school. Some of you need to attend Sunday school. <laughs> it was in Sunday school class I got that. I said it. And as soon as this happened, the devil said to me, now you got to deal with what you said. And the folks still remember when I said that in class. So I said, I already dealt with it then, and I'm not going to pray about this. And I didn't pray much about it at all. I was not concerned. The boy is not mentally retarded. He's doing well today. He says he's the smartest in his class. I told him, don't have a big head because you think you're smart. He's the Lord. But the circumstances that you cannot, there's nothing you can do about it. You didn't pray for it. They come at you. And what they're designed to do is to make you doubt God doubt his word and begin to run to other things and that's what's happening today the devil is distracting a lot of Christians from the word I read something from charisma today uh, yesterday I was shocked last Sunday I wasn't very happy Uh, you guys can tell I felt you know how I immediately went into Moses' mood I know how why Moses decided to strike the rock you know (laughs) Instead of speak to the rock. But I'm jealous for the truth of the word of God. And I've always been like that. I told on on Wednesday in Georgia. And I don't apologize because I know what I suffered as a new Christian. It took me a, a few years to get out of what I had taken. From all the nonsense we were doing, I thought we were the best Christians around until I found out we were not. We were deceiving ourselves, thinking we were okay. And not sticking to the word. And so what I heard and read, just like God was confirming almost everything I said on Sunday, that's what God was confirming by, by what I was reading. Christians need to stick to the word. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength be strong in the lord and in the power of his might how do you get strong in the lord you know his word man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from his mouth and i said last sunday if you don't know the word it will be so easy to get you deceived And we are in the last days. We need to be instructed in the way of righteousness. Don't forget the purpose why you are a Christian. To live right. 
and to get back to your father and let him say to you, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's more important than anything else. That's what I'm living my life for. What about you? That's what you should be living your life for. Just to hear those words when I get up there. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. But you'll never get there unless you live a righteous life before the Lord. And you can't live it by your own will. As many as received him, he gave the right to become sons or children of God. Which were born, not of the will of man. Remember? Not of blood. But of God. You can see that in John chapter 1, I believe verse 12. Is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Is the word. The second battle has to do with the sinful desires. Selfishness really. It's because of selfishness that people get mad. Because they can't get what they want. It's your selfishness. And why all these things? All that the enemy is doing is to take you away from the place of righteousness. That's why the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. All scripture is given to us by the inspiration of God. And one of the things he said scripture is profitable for is instruction in righteousness. Instruction in the righteousness that you have. Because we need righteousness. And we battle to stay righteous before God. Because if you don't stay righteous, you have an open door for the enemy. And the enemy is going to come into your life and cause you a lot of trouble. And you lose a lot of confidence in God when you stand righteous before God you have confidence and you're not afraid a righteous man is as bold as the lion so the battle with the negative circumstances that come into your life the desires of the flesh is to take you away from righteousness righteous living before God And when you receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are already righteous. The Bible tells us that. You cannot be more righteous tomorrow than you are today. But you need instruction in righteousness. That's the key. You need instruction in righteousness. Otherwise, I got born again. I'm righteous now. I'll stay home and watch television. Dummy, you need to be in church. You see, that's where it is. We have instruction in righteousness. Nothing else matters. What you need is instruction. How to live the life. I wish some days back, somebody had taught me. How I could be free from things that plague my life with addictions and struggles in my mind and sinful tendencies and constant condemnation. I wish somebody taught me how to be free from those things. And if you have those today, that's what God wants to free you from those things. So that when you go out to witness, you witness with boldness. First John chapter 3, verse 6, I believe, he tells us, If your heart condemns you, God is greater than your heart. And knows all things. Beloved, if you have 
no condemnation, then a Bible says you have confidence in God. You see, if you don't, if you don't have righteous living in your life, guess what you do? You suffer condemnation. And if you suffer condemnation, you cannot have confidence in God. And if you don't have confidence in God, what you have is fear, which is an open door for the enemy to come in and harass, harass your life. That's the problem. You have to have confidence in God. That's why the Bible tells us that the Spirit in us cries to the Lord, Abba, Father, and bears witness with our own spirit that we are children of God. What is that going to leave you with? Confidence. Everything is well. But what the enemy wants to do is to distract, get all these negative things into your life, bring all the desires of the flesh, make you shift a little bit. And as soon as you shift a little bit, then he was the one that made you feel to shift. And then as soon as you shift and you're through with what the assignment he gives to you, then he condemns you for doing what you did. And then you feel lost before God. You can never win. But that's not with Jesus. You can always win. All you have to do is come back to the Lord. So our greatest need is righteousness. And our greatest gift from God is the gift of righteousness. And Jesus is that gift. Psalm 15 verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and what? <laughs> walks righteousness. See, you need to be instructed in the way of righteousness so you can walk righteousness. Then you will be able to abide in this tabernacle. You know, when the word of God talks about tabernacle, what he's saying is the holy place. You know the Holy of Holies? That means you make your living in the holy place. And that place is decked with gold. Amen. Everything beautiful is in there. The mercy seat for your mercy, decked with gold and two precious angels. Amen. Overshadowing the mercy seat. That's where God wants you to abide. But you only get there if you are working the righteousness. So you, we need instruction in righteousness. Why? Because we do not war against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, spiritual wickedness in high places, all of these things. They are trying to prevent us and hinder us for, from abiding in his tabernacle. Where everything that's good abides. Everything. So all the distractions. Just to get in his holy place. Jesus, you know the Bible, John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the vine. Remember? And you are the branches. He is. He is the vine. He is the tabernacle. He says, every branch that abides in me. You remember that? Every branch that bears fruit abides in me, all of this. And if you read in that same chapter, Jesus was saying the branch that doesn't bear fruit, 
is plucked off, cast out, withers, and is cast into the fire. And then he said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you ask what you will, and you have it. So the thing is to let God's word abide in you. The key is the knowledge of God's work. A wise man is strong. A man of knowledge increases strength. The thing is to know the word of God and not follow religion and all the flaky stuff. Because it won't help you when trouble comes. It just will not help. You need to be planted on the rock. And the only way to plant yourself on the rock is through the word. It's through the word, nothing more. Every other thing is you're just wasting time. I tried all of them. It don't work. These things don't work. If you need confidence in God, learn to receive the scriptures and believe them. If he says you are going to be great, believe that you are going to be great. You can't make yourself great, but he will make you great if you believe. You know why God was so pleased with Abraham? He says Abraham believed him. And God is still looking for people to believe him. It's your belief that brings you the righteousness. And it's your belief in the word of God that helps you to walk the works of righteousness. They that do know their God. Amen. They that know their God will be what? Strong. And they will do exploits. And it's only the way to know God is through his word. You know, in Charisma Magazine, it says a lot is going on in the United States. And maybe around the world. A lot of deception out there. And people, they're drawing people away from the word into other things. So that they will not recognize the truth. I guarantee you, if God, has, if God will have mercy on you, when you finally arrive... <laughs> we finally realize this is the only place to go I guarantee you you cannot produce any result except this I do know what God has done in my family uh, in these last six years how God has transformed our situation one of these days we will testify it's been an incredible journey my wife will tell you, nothing. I deal with an issue, but that's it. I don't worry myself because I have full confidence in God. This is where you, we all want to get to. I have not arrived. I'm still searching. I want you to search with me. Amen? We are all in this journey together. We are all in this journey. I want you to search with me. And we will all be great in the Lord. Nothing will put us down. We will win this battle, the battles of life. Because they are already won. We are just experiencing it. The victory. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus has already whipped the devil. We are just showing his whipping in the natural. So it's not for you to worry about how am I going to do it. He's already done. Just go out and demonstrate it to the world. That's why Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He wasn't lying about you, amen. <laughs> he told the truth. When he called you the light of the world, he wasn't lying. 
If I said Jesus lied, many of you would kick me out. What strange pastors are there, right? Wouldn't you get mad if I said Jesus lied in this case? I read some scripture, I said, well, he lied in this case. Many of you will not come back next Sunday, right? He didn't lie about you. You are the light of the world. He's just, you haven't believed what he said. You just haven't. This thing is so simple. Just believe it. Some of us came up here to be prayed for. Believe. Go home like Hannah. You have no feeling. A lot of us want feelings. I have moved away from that. I like them. They're okay. But I have good feelings all the time. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's scripture. I say it and I believe it. I go my way. Do I have troubles come to me? They come in the mail sometimes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but God is good to everyone. God is good to you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter how hard things are, no matter how you feel like you've messed up, God is still standing with you. He's not condemn- condemning you. You have to understand that. You insult him. When you think it's against him, against you. I'm talking out of my sermon notes today, but it's good for me. But remember they brought that woman who was sinned? The great prophet, the greatest of all prophets stood with her and didn't condemn her. And told her that. I don't condemn you, lady. Oh, what sweet words to hear. For, from the greatest rabbi in the land. The one that the others fear. And you hear from his mouth. I don't condemn you. You can go. And also, I'm giving you strength. Don't sin anymore. That's what we receive from him. You receive strength. You don't just become a Christian so that you can live like that. Just keep going and struggling. No. He said, I will be with you. He came to save you from what? From your sin. And boy, he's a good savior. Man, he's a strong savior. When he comes in, sin says, I'm out of here. Amen. That's what we should believe. The reason we're not experiencing it is we're not believing these things. And all God is asking from us is believe the word. If you can only believe all things, how many things? All things are possible. You are believing against the word of God. Change your thinking. Change your mind. And say today, I will believe the word against this impossibility in my life. I change my thinking. The day you do that and really mean it, God in heaven. Have you read the scripture that God sings over us? God will be singing over you on that day. When you make up your mind, I'm going to stay with the word regardless. You put God, he'll be singing. Amen. Just like the guys that were singing back here. But much better, I mean. No kidding. I'm not going to talk to Mark and his team afterwards. But he wants to sing after you. Sing over your life. You must speak the truth from the heart. You know, I said the other time, I never did know 
And you have to watch this Christian life. I never did know, actually, you know, Christians tell things that are not true. But some, it's not a deliberate thing for the most part. Unless they are really challenged in some problem. If I don't, you know, they may, you know, bend it a little bit. But I never did know that I would actually see ministers deliberately deceive people. I saw it, it frightened me. I'm not better than them. I wasn't concerned about them. When I saw it, I went to God. I said, God, you need to help me. If this is what it means to be a minister, you can get this way. Can you disallow it? Just let me go my way and be a Christian like I used to be, just, just that. It was frightening. They deceived the church, and I was aware of it. And that's happening today. We really need to be very careful. That's why I stay with the word. And I'm not afraid of anything by the grace of God. I stay with the word. This is giving me so much confidence. So that regardless of who I'm dealing with, who I'm talking to, who is in the congregation, it doesn't matter. If you don't talk from this book, you have no light in you. That's what the Bible says. If what you're saying doesn't agree with the book, there is no light. And I'm not going there. So we need the truth from the word of God. What I like to do is to share with you some basic truths so that you know how to be free and not to struggle with sin in the life. If you are sitting today and you have things, you are always back and forth. Some days you're doing well with the Lord and other days you're beginning to go back and you feel so bad. You know what you're doing is wrong, and, but you really cannot stop it. You need to know the truth. That will free you. And that's what I want to share. It's a very basic truth. But believe me, it took me years before I latched into this. And it's been a great help. Am I perfect? No. But I don't have that driving in the head. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Something forcing you. No. He frees you. And I can handle by the grace of God things. You can't teach what you haven't experienced. Maybe you can just talk. You know what I mean? And people won't get much. But you teach what you've experienced, then people receive. And those who receive and believe will receive the freedom as well. So this is what it is. The main thing I said is righteousness. We need that. That's the key. And man has tried from the days of Adam to get back to the right standing with God. They've done everything. And even in the church, after they get born again, T.L. Osborne said, they give them the law, they give them Moses, and they go back into condemnation and all kinds of stuff. And they think they're doing right. Not even the law could help us to get right with God. The commandments couldn't. And God gave the commandment. This is the basic. God gave the commandment not for you to keep commandments so you can be right before God. If you try to keep God's commandment or a man's commandment to be right before God, what you will find is condemnation because you are not able to do it. You don't have what it takes to do that. This is the heart of the gospel that a man born of woman doesn't have what it takes to keep God's commandments. You cannot do it. 
So if you want to be right before God, keeping God's commandment, Satan has you. He will constantly harass you and destroy you. And even after you are born again, if your mind is set on the things that you do, maybe this prayer, maybe it's reading the word, those things are okay to help you. They are part of instruction in righteousness. But if you base your faith in God and your, your right standing with God on that, you will find so much going on in your life that's happening in secret. But you show another face in church and feel condemned. A lot of Christians are going through that. They don't understand the message. You have a good showing on Sunday. But God, you leave and you're feeling really down because you know things are there in your life that shouldn't be and you don't know how to free yourself from it. Many people in Nigeria, we do, did a lot of deliverance. How many of you know about deliverance? And you run from one place to another place for deliverance. I used to do deliverance almost every day. But the funny thing is, after I prayed for them to be delivered, come out in Jesus' name, the demons manifest. The person goes, and a few weeks later, they're back with more problems about the same thing. And I couldn't understand what is going on here. They needed instruction in righteousness to be free. Because they don't understand the message. That's why Paul prayed that God would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. We need to have that. Let me show you, we'll share this scripture with you. Especially if you don't know this scripture and you're a new Christian or you've been a Christian for a while, but have struggled and understand some of the things I'm saying. I probably just still experiencing that today. This is what the Bible says. uh, Romans chapter 7 verse 1. He says, do you not know, brethren, I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives? As long as you are alive in the flesh. The law will always have dominion over you. You can't keep them. You need to die to be able to keep them. And death is that easy. You know how to die? Just receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. When Jesus comes into your life, that man dies. That's what is called born again. You die and you are born again. It's not like two people living in the same person. You know what I mean? That's what we are taught to believe. The old you is still there and there's constant fight between you. But the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he is what? He's a new creature. We don't want to believe that. We want to believe that we have two individuals that's living in us now that Christ has come. One is evil and the other one is good. One is the devil and the other one is Christ. He, that's not, that's not, that's a horrible creature. <laughs> if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Amen. You're a new person. And all you need is instruction in righteousness. Amen. To, to really experience this thing. Now, you know, when a child is born, even if he's born into the home of the president, he don't, he's not aware of what's going on. You know? He has servants and all of that, but he doesn't understand. If you're born as a young priest, 
prince in the home and you got all these guys they have to clean your diapers and they command you go here go do this go get your clothes there but when you become the real prince you tell them you go get that for me see you need to grow up it's called instruction in righteousness so as long as you are alive you cannot keep the law. Let me show you again what the Bible says. Romans 7, 14 and 15. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I, in my natural self, my carnal self, I'm carnal, sold on the sin. In other words, you are a slave to sin. You are sold on the sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. If you, are you there? You're doing things and you know you're a Christian. You're doing things. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't understand it. It's because maybe you're already dead, but don't realize that you are dead. If a man is dead and people don't realize that he's dead, what's going to happen? He begins to stink. Right? Sin in your life is dead. Take it to the mortician and bury it. Because Jesus destroyed it. Amen. The Bible tells us this. We just need to believe that. So the key there is righteousness before God. Please stand up with me. I have to stop here. (laughs) Next week, I'm going to be discussing, uh, sharing with you the benefits of righteousness. Why God wants us righteous. Do you remember the word? Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and what? He says, don't worry about the rest of them. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything else. All your duty in life. You want to make it in life? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things. They are struggling for it. They want fame. They are struggling. They are doing all kinds of running back and forth. All these things will be added to you. So if you want to worry about anything, before that, Jesus was saying, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Just seek first the kingdom of God. Not only that, but what? is righteousness. We need that. We need that. And you have that. All you need is instruction in righteousness. And everything should be added. And if they are not being added, there is a trick from the enemy. Amen? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the tricks or the wiles of the enemy. Would you raise your hand before the Lord this day? And I'd like you, to, if you have accepted Christ this morning, we invited, if you know Christ, declare to God and thank Him 
from your heart. Says, God, I thank you for making me righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Say that in your heart. If you can mount it, even better. Let him know that you know and believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. You need nothing more. You know you have the righteousness of God. And you are righteous before God. The blessings must come your way because you are righteous. You did nothing for it. That's why we thank him for it. If you worked for it, then there is no need to thank him. It's just your check. You walk away with it. You don't need to thank anybody giving you a check for you that you work for. That's what you do. But this is given to you. And it's so precious. It's called the righteousness of God that brings you everything that is good. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things are added. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your people. They're so precious. They're so lovely. You made them beautiful. You created them for your glory. And Jesus, you prayed to your father and said that the glory that the father has given to you, that it might be given to us, those of us that have believed in you. And Lord, we have believed and we know that we carry that glory. And the enemy can do nothing about that. Thank you, Father. Your people are blessed going out. They are blessed coming in. Everything that they put their hands to do will prosper. That is your word that will not return to you void. You are truly the God of the whole world. Thank you, Father. I bless your name for your people. Lord, if there is any that is struggling, even having a feeling that you may not be present in their life, Lord, I curse that light today in Jesus' name. And I ask that you open the eye of your servant, your child, to know that you have made a promise and that you cannot lie to be with us even to the end of the age, according to your word. Let this day be blessed because you've already blessed it for all of your children. Say with me, this is the day the Lord has made. Say, the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now let me see you rejoice. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.